the Yemei Chabad for the 14th day of Kislev in Tofresh Pei Tes. Um, this is the actual wedding date of the, of the Rebbe. It's in the November 27th, 1928. Uh, that was the day that the Rebbe actually got married to uh, the Rebbe Tzanchaya Mushka, the daughter of the previous Rebbe. Now, uh, the uh, wedding actually took place in Warsaw. We, we read earlier that the Ufruf was in Riga, was in Latvia. But the actual wedding, the Rebbe wanted that the wedding should take place near the, where there was the yeshiva. The yeshiva at the time was in Poland, was at that time in Warsaw. Warsaw, and this was before the war, it was like a very big, uh, big uh, center learning. of learning and yeshivas and rebbes and all kinds. I mean, this was before the war. It was like an unbelievable place. Right, yeah. And the following is a write-up of one of the uh, students who wrote in his diary about the wedding the wedding that took place. I want to read that uh, on, on, uh, with regards to the 14th day of Kislev. So he says, he writes that the, the good news that the wedding of the Rebetzin, the daughter of the previous Rebbe, Chaya Mushka, with the Rebbe, uh, has been set up to take place in Warsaw. This caused a tremendous joy and a great excitement amongst all Jewish people that lived in Poland at the time, and especially amongst the Chabad Hasidim. Um, because that was like the center. And the um, previous Rebbe, who at the time lived in the city of Riga in Latvia, he wished the wedding to take place in the yeshiva in the yeshiva hall of that's where he wanted the wedding to take place. And on the 13th day of Kislev, the day before the wedding, uh, many thousands gathered at the train station to greet the uh, Rebbe, the previous Rebbe and his family. And during the day, uh, there were many Hasidim from all cities of Poland and Lithuania. And there was also many guests from distant places. The father-in-law of the previous Rebbe, uh, Rabbi Avram Schneerson from Kishinev, uh, they also came to the, uh, to the wedding. And Eight o'clock in the evening, there was what they called the chosen mold as like the Kabbalah's ponim for the, or the chosen for the chosen, and that was specially designed for the students of the yeshiva uh, to be with the with the chosen, and the rebbe came, the previous rebbe and the chosen, and all of the mechotanim and the uh, and, and many chassidim came in the middle of the meal. The Rebbe gave a Hasidic discourse, and it started with the words of Chob and After the meal, which extended up till midday, midnight, the uh, previous Rebbe requested that he wants to go a dance together with the students of the yeshiva. Uh, and the students of the older, the older students of the yeshiva, they made a big circle, and the previous Rebbe da- danced for a very long time in the middle of that circle. On the next day, on the 14th day of Kislev, at 5 in the evening, it started the Kabbalah Sponim. So the, the, this is not the Chosun Mol, it's not the Kabbalah Sponim. That's the meal that takes place before, the night before. The Kabbalah Sponim uh, was also in the yeshiva, and they had to place special guards 
on the uh, entrance to the yeshiva, it was just too overwhelming. They only allowed people that had a uh, entrance card uh, that had to go in, and there were thousands that were waiting at the doors and wanted to um, come in, but it was just impossible to too many people to 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 to, to go in. And in the great in the large room was a uh, large table. At the head of the table there was the. Chosen, the um, Rebbe was on the right-hand side of the Chosen. Rebbe Avram Schneerson was on the left-hand side. That is the Rebbe's, uh, previous Rebbe's father-in-law. Now, the Rebbe didn't have his parents over there. Now, usually, uh, usually you have um, the both parents lead the children under the chuppah. But being that the Rebbe's parents weren't there, so actually the Rebbe's father-in-law, Rebbe Avram Schneerson, together with his wife, the Rebbe Tzachai Mushka, was the daughter of the, um, of the Tzemach Tzedek. Uh, they are the ones that led the uh, Rebbe. So he was, the father-in-law of the previous Rebbe was sitting on his side. The Rebbe was on the right side and his father was on his left side. And on the two sides of the table there were many Admurim, many Rebbe's and uh, heads of the uh, Jewish community of all of Poland that have come to attend at the wedding. And uh, it was absolutely quiet when the Rebbe began to speak, and he says, the Rebbe said that it's a known fact and it's public knowledge that during a marriage, during the joy joy of a marriage, the souls of the fathers from uh, the world of truth, from the other world, come to join up to three generations. That is by all Jewish people. But sometimes the Rebbe said that there is more than three generations of souls that come. And he says, I'm going to invite the souls of the tzaddikim, of our holy rabbis, that they should come to the chuppah to bless the couple. And the rabbi said, I'm going to say a Hasidic discourse. Part of it is going to be from the Alter Rebbe, part from the Mittler Rebbe, part from the father of the, uh, of the father of my grandfather, the Tzemach Tzedek, and part from my grandfather, which is the Rebbe Maharash, uh, and, the, the, and the grandfather of the Kala, and there is also a part from the grandfather, great-grandfather of the Chosen, which is Rebaruch Shalom. This uh, the Kabbalah Spanim? The Kabbalah yeah. And also, part from the father of, the, uh, of my father, which is the grandfather of the Kala, uh, which is the Rebbe Rashab, and it says that when you say something over in somebody else's name, then you have to, it has to look like um, you, that he's against, that he's facing you. So one who says a, something, a statement in the, somebody else's name, should seem as if the person who is, uh, who is saying is, is facing him. And the Rebbe came and said, a discourse of which was basically a, uh, a mimer which people use today also all the time when the, uh, uh, before the marriage. After the mimer, the briefly the previous Rebbe went in with the Rebbe to a uh, room and they talked to each other, whatever, they spoke to each other. And then they led the chosen for the badekinish, for the covering. Um, that he covered the kala, covers the kala, and then everybody went to the chuppah, which was at the outside in the courtyard of the yeshiva, 
it was more than 5,000 people that gathered uh, over there. And the Shushvinin, uh, that uh, the people that led the Chosen Kala, was as mentioned, was the Rebbe and his wife, the Rebetzin and Nechamedina, and the uh, and uh, I made a mistake before. I said I made a scratch that I said the father-in-law. I made a, I made a big mistake. I said the father-in-law of the of the previous Rebbe led him. It was the uncle of the previous Rebbe, Rabbi Moshe Hardenstein, and his wife Chaya Mushka, who was the daughter of the Rebbe Maharash. So I messed it totally up before. Okay, so they they led, and when they led the Chassan Kal to the Chuppah, the, the previous Rebbe instructed to sing the song of the Alter Rebbe, known as the Four Stands of the Dalit Bavis, which is also what they sing today. At every Chassan, they sing that special song of the Alter Rebbe. And also, the Rebbe himself sang it with a very great intensity, and the Rebbe himself was officiated, and did the, the previous Rebbe officiated the, at the wedding. And the Sheva Brachas, the Rebbe himself said with tremendous amount of of, of intensity and the, the devotion, and everybody was standing perplexed at the at the scene. It was like an uh, unbelievable. And the wedding meal actually took place in one of the great halls in Warsaw. And the previous Rebbe went all around the tables and he distributed uh, mashkia to all the people that participated in the wedding. And when he came to the students, to the Shiva Bachram, uh, he told them a, a talk, uh, he gave them over a little talk, and after that he went out to uh, dance together with the uh, people, the leaders of the yeshiva, together with the supervisors. And after dancing, the previous Rebbe sat back on his place and he said, a mimer, this course is and the mimer took until after midnight, and only that point did all the guests wash for the meal. In the middle of the meal, the Rebbe previously instructed to hand out a gift to all the participants. The gift was a photostat of the handwriting of the Alter Rebbe, with, combined with explanation uh, in the writing of the Middle Rebbe about that, about that, that, that note, about that handwriting. It was a tremendous, powerful joy, singing and, uh, and dancing, and the chasana went till the morning. Only at 7 in the morning did the celebrants uh, go to their homes. It's such a kind of a wedding Poland hasn't seen. And now, very distant from there, in the city of Nepepetrovsk, Yakatrinaslav. This was the place where the Rebbe was born, where the Rebbe was uh, not born, but the Rebbe lived, the Rebbe's parents lived. Uh, they also celebrated the Rebbe's uh, wedding. Uh, his parents, Ragoin Rebbe Levi Yitzchok and the Rebbe Tzinchana, they could not be attended actually at the wedding. They made uh, a meal in their own house in which many of the Jewish people of the, that lived in the city of Yakatrinaslav participated. And that, that uh, joy also extended in the house of Rebbe Yitzchok for all night, and uh, uh, there, it was uh, the story is written down. It was also uh, a dangerous time for them, you know, to make such a celebration, and it's brought down that the uh, uh, the, the, the Rebbe's, emo, Rebbe's father's emotional state at that time, writing to the Rebbe many times that his the everything have become soaked from the tears of the of the Rebbe and the uh, Rebbe's father. I mean, it, it pained them a lot not being able to be at his son's wedding. It was not something very, very easy. Um, the Rebbe, however, expressed himself. It's very important that the 14th day of Kislev has been 
very much a uh, sort of a a warm, home, homely feeling of celebration for the Chabad Chassidim. Because Rebbe once expressed himself that this day, the 14th day of Kislev, is actually what connected me with you. So because this 14 days of Kislev is the Rebbe's marriage to the daughter of the previous Rebbe that gave the Rebbe the uh, status of a Rebbe and made him into the 7th Lubavitch Rebbe, to our, our Rebbe. So the Rebbe basically says, it's the 14th day of Kislev that connected me with you. So the day of 14th of Kislev is really considered that special moment of connecting the Rebbe with his Hasidim. And it's very much celebrated in, in a lot of people, if they're able to, would make the wedding on the 14th day of Kislev oh, today too. Some people consider that to be a very special day. Yes, go ahead. The question I have was, so at what point did the prior Rebbe decide that there'd be a new Rebbe? You know what I'm saying? When does the succession... No, well, the, the Rebbe only um, became Rebbe after the passing of the previous Rebbe. And, and the, the previous Rebbe passed away in 1950. And the, um, and the Rebbe actually refused uh, initially for almost a year to accept the mantle of leadership. He, he you know, officially he refused, but it was evident that he had no choice, you know, I mean, the Hasidim needed a leader, the Rebbe was the fitting leader, and as much as the Rebbe didn't want to, uh, he guess he, that was his calling and he needed, he did what he had to do. Uh, Jewish leaders throughout history never uh, wanted to be leaders because they took their responsibilities serious and they knew there was an awesome, awesome, uh, you know, responsibility and... Uh, you don't run for that. You know, today they run for office, but <laughs> then they'd run, run away from office. They don't no, try this, not to. This wedding was for the Rebbe, right? This was the Rebbe's wedding back in Poland in 1929, right. in, in, in Warsaw. But, but his father hadn't passed away. No, the Rebbe's father lived in, no, lived in. Now this, yeah, he took his father-in-law's position. The Rebbe's father wasn't in the dynasty of the right, Rebbe's. Right. The Rebbe's father, he separated, he was exiled, right. and he was sent away to, um, to Kazakhstan, to uh, and the, over there into Chile, to to other places, he was sent away as, and he and he passed away over there. The Rebbe's father, so but the Rebbe's father never really after the Rebbe left in 1927. Uh, when he left Russia, because right before leaving Russia, the Rebbe actually went home to his parents' house, spent the Shabbos over there for, before he left. But after that, the Rebbe never met his father again. But now his father to get married, and then his but father he passed away. Assumed the leadership from his father-in-law. And what and, happened and also? Did he have to wait till the father-in-law died? Yeah. The father-in-law passed away. Right. He passed away in 1950. So, and and then in 1951, officially he accepted it, and then. And now, the, the, the Rebbe was separated from his mother. His mother did make it out eventually. And he was also separated for a very long time, as we, we had read earlier in the sixth day of Tishrei, is her Yorzeit. But, uh, so the Rebbe gave tremendous amount of honor to her, his mother. And his mother, his own, own right, she was a very uh, intelligent woman. She was a very learned woman. And she also helped bring about a lot of the books of the, of the Rebbe that, is her, that her husband wrote not the Rebbe, I mean her husband, Rebbe Levi Yitzchak, that he wrote, and the footnotes, and then the Rebbe later published it, the Rebbe uh, analyzed them and, you know, spoke about them, and it became something that, you know, uh, was very well uh, studied, and, and people learned. What's the difference between a Fabrega and a discourse? Oh, wow, you're asking uh, very detailed Hasidic <laughs> language. He wants to know what is a Fabrengan and what's a discourse. What's a discourse yeah. is a Hasidic teaching. 
A febrengen is the name of the gathering when people get together. Okay. They call that a febrengen. A febrengen means to to get together, to sit together. It sort of has a, a warm connotation so of a of a of a of a of a sitting getting together of a support kind. It would almost be like a support kind of a okay. of a group of getting together to uh, to, to, to be together, to celebrate together. It's, a, it's an expression of a Rebbe getting together with Hasidim, or even Hasidim getting together among themselves. They said, let's go, we're going to make a Fabrengen. Okay. Fabrengen is getting together. together. Part of the of Hasidic, the and the discourse oh, is a teaching of Hasidic within the Fabrengen. Okay. Now, not all the time, but you know, again, the Rebbe's would do the, 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 the Hasidic Fabrengen. It's a discourse. The Mimer is the name for discourse. Hey, you guys are going great. Now, what you, you, you have to uh, understand that in the Chabad tradition, the Fabrengen is a very important part of the Chabad uh, Hasidim's life because, A, certainly with the Rebbe, but even amongst Hasidim, because that is considered to be a support in and an encouragement for, you know, you can't do it alone, you can't go it alone. Now, today we know everybody, there's all kinds of support groups, but the Fabrengen is sort of a meant as a support group. So usually you would have maybe one of the older uh, Hasidim or somebody who is uh, more uh, versed in, in, in Hasidic uh, literature will sort of lead the, the Fabrengen, lead the, lead the gathering, and he will talk and he will sometimes, you know, speak about matters that trouble other people and how to uh, try to help them and try to work through their differences. Okay.